0: My friends, there has been an urgent warning put out by union workers in the delivery departments. With the COVID lockdowns and the massive, and the gr- essentially, the great resignation is in full effect. People are quitting their jobs left, right, and center. Less and less job positions are being filled and every job quarter report comes back more damning and alarming than the one before it. The post office recently announced that all, all offices will have delayed delivery times, all offices, because they will not have enough employees to keep up this normal high-speed demand and delivery practices that the U.S. government, U.S. Postal Service, has routinely been able to hand out. They're also be taking more of your tax dollars in order to fund the slower operation. But now we have a report. From the New York Post, shipping workers warn of collapse due to pandemic trade restrictions. The black winner is here, my friends. Welcome to Inside Four Walls, the 1 o'clock upload. I'm your host, James Madison. Without any further ado, let's get into the news. Again, this article comes from the New York Post. Shipping workers warn of collapse due to pandemic trade restrictions by will fewer several unions representing shipping workers from around the world have banded together to warn of a global transportation system collapse due to labor shortages and pandemic related restrictions on trade as already unprecedented delays are set to escalate heading into the busy holiday season in an open letter the World Road Transport Organization, the International Air Transit Association and the International Chambers of Shipping and International Transport Workers Federation said their members have been, quote, failed by the governments and taken for granted by their officials during the pandemic, end quote. The failure to address key matters has led to, quote, unprecedented disruptions, and global delays and shortages of essential goods. The group of unions said Wednesday, adding that, quote, the delays look set to worsen ahead of Christmas and continue far into 2022. Quote, fragmented travel rules and restrictions kept nearly half a million, pardon me, seafarers from leaving their ships. The group said with some working for as long as 18 months over their initial contracts. Quote, Flights have been restricted and aviation workers have faced the inconsistency of border travel restrictions. The vaccine restrictions and requirements, the letter continued, quote, additional to the systematic stopping at road borders. Has meant truck drivers have been forced to wait sometimes weeks before being able to complete their journeys and return home. The group, whose collective industries account for more than 20 trillion of the world's trade annually, called the governments and the United Nations to quote remove restrictions hampering the free movement of transport workers and guarantee the in guarantee and facilitate their free and safe movement. They also urge the World Health Organization, or the WHO, to work with governments to roll out a, quote, globally harmonized digital vaccine vaccine certificate, end quote, so that workers can cross international borders with ease. Quote, the impact of nearly two years worth of strain placed particularly upon maritime and road transport workers, but also impacting air crews, is now being seen. Their continued mistreatment is adding pressure on an already crumbling global supply chain. The letter goes on, quote, it is of great concern that we are also seeing shortages of workers and expect more to leave our industries as a result of poor treatment, and they have faced during the pandemic putting the supply chain under great threat. The global ship industry has, up, has been upended by COVID-19 as, de- as demand for shipping goods has surged as shoppers avoided brick and mortar retail. Border restrictions and outbreaks of various facilities have also hampered the industry's ability to move product, leading to a shortage that are hitting corporate earnings in the U.S. and elsewhere. In their open letter Wednesday, the group requested a meeting with the WHO and the International Labor Organization. Quote, In view of the vital role that transport workers have played during this pandemic, and continue to play during the ongoing supply chain crisis, we request as a matter of urgency a meeting with the WHO and the ILO at the highest level to identify solutions before the global transit system collapse," the Union wrote. This article again was by Will Feuer in the New York Post headline, Shipping Workers Warned of Collapse Due to Pandemic Trade Restrictions. As I've already stated, my friends, the post office has also made a very similar ominous report just today. And this isn't anything particularly new. COVID has really divided this country in a horrifying manner to which we haven't seen possibly since the Civil War. <laughs> it's one state as someone who's traveled a lot over the last year and a half, you go from one state where it's like it was in 2018. No masks, no vaccine passports. state's pretty much completely free and open. The only thing that makes you remember that it's a pandemic is occasional signs put up on individuals' businesses that say, please wear a mask in here if you're not vaccinated. But then you'll cross into another state it's locked down. People aren't working. Shops are boarded up and shut down. Everyone has to wear a mask. Vaccine mandates are the norm. And when you have a business like truckers, who are the backbone of this market, this economy, and this country, and the delivering practices that we were, we rely on every day to survive, they go from state to state, and at every border checkpoint have to deal with a new set of rules that could slow them down or speed them up, but predominantly slow them down and hinder their progress. A buddy of mine who's a truck driver he used to deliver regularly. In one night, he'd be able to go to Indiana and back, drop off his delivery, and come back here quickly. It would be anywhere between 10 to 14 hours there and back. <laughs> now, it takes upward of 20. They have checkpoints. Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana all have checkpoints now at the border. And if you want to stop at certain truck stops, you have to be tested on location there. Now, I could be speaking out of mind, this is not an industry I've ever worked in. I'm just relaying stories that I've been told to you, the audience. And with the reports we've been reading on this show lately, it seems to check out and track pretty well and before we get into this next article to read for today's episode, just this time last year, healthcare workers, essential workers, heroes, lauded in all the media. Oh, they're being overstaffed. Our hospital beds look like war zones. Medical staff collapse in the streets. Every melodramatic, embellished, hyperbolic article written about the woes of the medical staff in America and the brave frontline heroes was slapped across every news outlet in this country. Meanwhile, the same medical staff were making TikToks in the hospital. Well, my essential heroes, you either die a COVID positive hero or you live long enough to become a villain like the rest of us. From Yahoo News, The healthcare industry was already understaffed before vaccine mandates hit as more workers quit hundreds of hospital beds are lying empty. By Grace Dean, published this Sunday. Hospitals are limiting how many patients they admit because of the labor shortage. At one hospital in Massachusetts, nearly a quarter of the beds are empty due to understaffing. Its CEO warned that the hospital's vaccine mandate could cause more staff to quit, too. Hospitals across the U.S. are having to limit the number of patients they admit because they aren't enough staffed to treat them. The Terra Vista Behavioral Health Center in the center of Massachusetts, nearly a quarter of its 116 beds are empty. CEO Michael Krupa Krupa, told Bloomberg. He said that across the state there were hundreds of empty beds and, quote, the reason is exclusively staff. Krupa said that the hospital had been struggling to find nurses and lower paid aides in the past, but that this hadn't limited its intake of patients before. Healthcare staff say that they're feeling burned out and emotionally exhausted after working during the pandemic, often in poor working environment. And some have been leaving the profession. Just over 20 million people across the U.S. worked in the healthcare and social assistance industry in August, per preliminary data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS. This is around... 7,046 hundred fewer workers in February 2020 than in February 2020. From February 2020 to October 3rd, today, 746,000 workers have left the Medicare and medical field across this country. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, she's the lady that took over for Cuomo. And as you will recall from my Cuomo episode about him resigning, I said you will see a fully totalitarianistic behavior out of this woman. And I have been right. She went on a whole rant about how people who refuse to be vaccinated or who can't be vaccinated because of, as she said, excuses. Not medical exemptions or religious exemptions. Excuses. We're denying a gift from God. So she called the vaccine. New York Governor Kathy Hutchell signed an executive order Monday declaring a, quote, disaster emergency due to severe understaffing in hospitals and healthcare facilities across the state. She warned that this could affect people's abilities to get adequate medical treatment. The shortage of staff comes as some hospitals and healthcare facilities are mandating COVID-19 vaccines for their staff. Some states, like New York, are mandating that the are mandating the shot for healthcare staff too. The vast, mature, the fa- the vast majority of healthcare staff are either already vaccinated or plan to get the shot, but some healthcare providers have lost workers over the policy. Hutchell Methodist, sorry, Houston Methodist Hospital said in June that it had lost 153 workers who either quit or were fired over vaccine mandates. Novant Health, which has 15 hospitals and more than 350 physician physical practices across North Carolina, said this week that it had fired around 175 members of staff who refused to get vaccinated. Some execs say they're reluctant to introduce mandates precisely because of this. Kevin Smith, president of the Massachusetts-based healthcare agency Best of Care, told CNN in August that he wanted to mandate the jab for his team, but that the policy, quote, puts you at risk of alienating the staff, if not losing them to a competitor. Quote, no one can afford to do that, he added. Terra Vista's vaccine mandate comes into effect on November first, and Krupa warned that it could exacerbate the hospital's understaffing. Quote, I am hopeful we will not lose many staff, he told Bloomberg, quote, but I know we will lose them. Connecticut has mandated the vaccine for state staff, and its governor warned that he could even call in the National Guard to replace workers who don't comply with, don't comply to prevent staffing shortages. Hospitals are boosting pay in effort to attract more workers. One hospital in South Dakota is offering forty thousand dollars bonus for intensive care and operating room nurses. Krupa told Bloomberg that Trivista and its sister hospitals were. Investing an extra $1 million a year in pay. Improved benefits and bonuses for, for 310 staffers. Expand coverage mo- module. What is the labor shortage and how long will it last? This article ends on an interesting question. Again, by Grace Dean of Yahoo News. The healthcare industry was already understaffed before vaccine mandates hit. As more workers quit, hundreds of hospital beds are lying empty. Nothing we've seen on an official level has really driven home any sense of trust into this vaccine. The same Democrats who are running this country now, when Trump was in office, were saying, we're not going to take that vaccine. We don't trust that vaccine. It was hastily rushed out. We don't want it. No one should take the vaccine. No one should trust Trump's vaccine. And now, these are the same people threatening your livelihood, your job, and your entire existence to get the same vaccine. They were just demonizing and did a 180 on He's not there in power. They want to control the situation. And quite frankly, I'm more inclined to trust these medical professionals who are quitting than the ones who are staying and getting vaccinated just to keep their jobs. But the ones who are saying, no, I don't trust this thing, or I got natural immunity because I was on the front lines of this pandemic all last year and this year. So I will not be requiring that vaccine. It is driving a stake through the working class of this country right now. Biden and his administration promised to unite both sides of this great divide and bring us together. And all they've done is rip us even further apart. Now, more than ever, America is divided. And all the government can say is, we want you to be vaccinated. There is no negotiating or coming to the table. They recently proposed the idea of charging businesses with over 100 staff who don't get them vaccinated, to pay $70,000 per staff member who's not vaccinated. This is the operations of a banana republic. This is the petty contrivances of a totalitarianistic state that wants to run your health. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You should check with your doctor before making any medical decision. And when it comes to this vaccine that was rushed out in six to nine months, did not go through a phase four peer review study. I would say get two opinions. I myself, from what I've run on the show and have seen in person, will not take this vaccine. I will give it two years or so to see what the long-term effects are before I even consider it. FDA approval means nothing to me as we've already covered the FDA It's paid to rush approvals through. And when it comes to novel viruses or pandemics, they will approve whatever comes through the door first until there are more options and drugs that come through that they can test. And then they will remove that approval. Did a whole episode on that. And now I take you to the last article of today's episode. We talked about New York briefly in that last article that wasn't where the darkness ends or the state overreach control of your life ends in New York right now New York may tap national guards to replace unvaccinated healthcare workers as thousand this article is by Nathan Lane New York may tap National Guard to replace unvaccinated healthcare workers. That should send chills down your spine. They are sending military people, people who are trained to kill, into hospitals to replace unvaccinated healthcare staff. Doctors and nurses will be replaced with grunts for the state Machine September 26, New York Governor Kathy Hochul is considering employing the National Guard and out of state medical workers to fill hospital staffing shortages with tens of thousands of workers, possibly losing their jobs for not meeting a Monday deadline for a mandated COVID-19 vaccination. The plan outlined in a statement from Hutchell on Saturday would allow her to declare a state of emergency to increase the supply of healthcare workers to include licensed professionals from other states and countries as well as retired nurses. Hutchell said the state was also looking at using National Guard officers with medical training to keep hospitals and other medical facilities adequately staffed. Some 16% of the state's 450,000 hospital staff, or roughly 72,000 workers, have not been fully vaccinated, the governor's office said. The plan comes amid a broader battle between state and federal government leaders pushing for vaccine mandates to help the country, the highly infected help counter the highly infectious Delta variant of the novel coronavirus and workers who are against inoculation requirements, some objecting on religious grounds. Hutchell attended the Sunday service at a large church in New York City to ask Christians to help promote vaccines. Quote, I need you to be my apostles. The lunacy. Is already very strong with this reading. Quote, I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say we owe this to each other. Hutchell told the congregants at the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn, according to an official transcript, quote, Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love to care about each other enough to say please get a vaccine because I love you and I want you to live what a disgusting trite piece of shit thing to say you do not I repeat you do not care about what God says and you need people to be your apostles I'm sorry what deity does this bitch think she is it's a genuine concern to me. Not only that, you are an agent of one of the most corrupt, vile states in the Union. New York. An absolute cesspool that has nothing but monsters running it. I mean, we all remember Cuomo, don't we? He likes to touch and sniff and grope an attempt to rape individuals. And now we have a woman who plays on your religious delicacies to make you obey what the state wants you to do. Meanwhile, Christians are some of the people out there saying that I, as a Christian, am exempt from this vaccine for the Lord will protect me. Now, I may not agree with that statement. The one I just said about the Lord protecting you You cannot expect the Lord to do all the work. At the same time, you cannot allow a politician to play to your religious faith to make you obey the jack boot kicking down your freedom's door as we speak. Right now, America is slowly becoming Australia. And to my Australian audience, my deepest condolences go out to you for that hell you live in currently. But the arrogance in the, st- in the statement, I need you to be my apostles, bothers me. And for this woman to enact the name Jesus, when she says, Jesus taught us to love one another, and how do you show that love, but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated, because I love you and I want you to live. Your love for me and your want me to live does not impact and should not impact the choices of the individual Because the individual needs to love themselves above everyone else in order to make sure that they make the decision that is best for them. Without some mushy, bleeding heart, pseudo-authoritarian figure coming in and enacting religious symbiology to make them obey. The weaponizing of religion disgusts me. Back into the article. Healthcare workers who are fired for refusing to get vaccinated will not be eligible for unemployment insurance unless they are able to provide a valid doctor approval request for a medical accommodation, Hutchell's office said. Like the true authoritarian she strives to be in government, it was not immediately clear how pending legal causes concerning religious exemptions would apply to the state's plan to move ahead And and terminate unvaccinated healthcare workers. A federal judge in Albany temporarily ordered New York state officials to allow religious exemption. Pardon me. To allow religious exemptions for the state imposed vaccine mandates on healthcare workers, which was put in place by former governor Andrew Cuomo and takes effect on Monday. A requirement for New York school teachers and staff and teachers For teachers to be vaccinated was temporarily blocked by a u.s appeals court just days before it was to take effect that is an episode we actually covered on here it was the teachers union who got the ball rolling for teachers in all 50 states to be able to say no to the vaccine requirements the highly transmissible delta variant same with the Delta variant. It is far more contagious, but it's even less dangerous to your health. That has a higher survival rate than the already astronomically high survival rate of COVID-19, the Cove SARS-2 original variant that broke out in December of 2019. The highly transmissible Delta variant has driven a surge in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations in the United States that peaked in early September and has since fallen, according to a Reuters tally. Deaths, a lagging indicator, continued to rise with the nation's reporting of about 200 lives lost on average a day for the past weeks, mostly in the unvaccinated. These numbers are lies because we've seen places like CNN CNN had the COVID death counter which is actually where that specific number comes from the 2000 cases 2000 lives lost on average a day for the past week CNN had to abandon their COVID counter because it turned out it was a random number generator essentially and in a recent study that I've also covered on previous episodes of this podcast People who watch CNN, MSNBC, and these other blue-pilled news sources believe the mortality rate and the number of people who have died from COVID-19 is anywhere between 10 to 15 times higher than what it actually is. The number of people who have died in America from COVID-19 is 1.6%. Less than 2% of the 100% of Americans who was diagnosed with COVID or had COVID died. Less than 2%. And that 1.2% on Rasmussen says it does not specify between people who actually died solely of COVID or died with COVID. People who died with nothing else other than COVID, people who die exclusively from COVID, is believed to be about 0.6% of the entire country that had COVID. Less than 1% is believed to have died exclusively from COVID. But we killed an economy, scared half this nation into a panic, and ran a corrupt, crooked, slanted election because of this. Less than 2% and less than 1%. While nationally cases are down about 25% of their autumn peak, rising new infections in New York have only recently leveled off, according to a Reuters tally. In an attempt to better protect the most vulnerable, the CDC on Friday backed a booster shot of the Pfizer BioNTech PFE.N COVID-19 vaccine. For Americans aged 65 and older, Adults with underlying medical condition and adults in high-risk working and institutional settings. On Sunday, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Wolinski fleshed out who should be eligible for those booster shots based on their work in high-risk settings. Quote, that includes people in homeless shelters, people in group homes, people in prison but also, importantly, our people who work with vulnerable communities. Walensky said during a TV interview, quote, so our healthcare workers, our teachers, our grocery store workers, our public transportation employees. Walensky decided to include two broader range of people than was recommended on Thursday by a group of experts outside advisors to the agency, the CDC director, is not obligated to follow the advice of the panel. Yes, in a recent panel, in a 3 to 18 vote, CDC board of ethic committee said booster shots are unethical and should not be approved until there is further studying done. The CDC director has come out multiple times and said that he is not obligated to follow along or stick to what the panel of doctors says, despite the panel of doctors being made of people who are currently actively in the medical field, while the head of the CDC has not seen a patient in about 35 fucking years. The lesson of the day's episode has been that these vaccine mandates have done nothing more than destroy an already crippled economy and its workers. I would argue that the decline of the U.S. dollar and currency started with FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who made it illegal to own gold in America, when gold was the main backbone of our economy, because we were on the gold stand. And then Nixon, years later, took us off the gold standard and put us on the fiat dollar. And that gave the federal government more power than it needed to print absolute funny horseshit money. And then you saw the inflation rapidly produce from there. Trump did his damnedest to get America's dollar regulated on a labor-backed currency. America's means of production, be it us being a For the first time ever in America's history, we were selling oil, green energy, crude, nuclear power, and all these other great forms of energy to the world. We were a net exporter of fuel and energy resources. We also had the lowest number of unemployment in American history. The economy hit all time highs. The greatest economy of our lifetime is what it was called. And then COVID hit. People got laid off. People got used to suckling at the government teat on unemployment, getting $300, $400, $600 in bonuses. They didn't want to go back to work. Employers started panicking. And then workers were saying, we'll come back when you pay us $15 minimum wage across the country. Employers like Burger King, McDonald's, and other stores started hiring robots don't require a paycheck, just a one-time investment to do their job. Sam's Clubs across this country got kiosks you you scan your Sam's Club membership under and you get a little free sample. McDonald's got automatic robots making burgers and frying up french fries and packaging everything up for you. Walmart got rid of a lot of its janitors and hired self-automated, AI-controlled cleaning robots. Big Roombas. They even have robotic greeters now at Walmart. That's a thing. You can look it up. Domino's got rid of... Many Domino's across the country got rid of their delivery guys and implemented smart cars that drive themselves to your delivery location. As the work staff refused to come back to work, their jobs were replaced by machines. And now, more states are trying to lift their restrictions, while many more are trying to enact new restrictions. Some states have talked about a third lockdown in their borders. We have multiple unions that support ship captains, marines, that marine ships that travel and transport goods from one location to the other. People who are union members and representatives of unions that support truck drivers and delivery men, have come out and said that there is a collapse of the international trade. There is a collapse coming. You have medical staff quitting because they do not want to get vaccinated or do not believe in a vaccine mandate being replaced by pawns of the government to run these medical units. My friends, this is only the escalation of an already hot situation. Every day there is some new propaganda being shoved down your throats and it comes from Fox, CNN, your local news outlet, the big news outlets across the country. I ask you now to please do your own research. Pay attention to what goes on in Australia and around the world and carefully watch your government around you. And If you can, run for local government. Many of these elections on the local level only have to be won by 20 votes or less. And I must encourage you to please get out there and run if you can. We need to take back our country as soon as possible before these totalitarianistic monsters have you under their jackboot. And I say protect yourself. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you are one of the insiders. I bring you both sides of the news stories. I also put together different news stories that go up to a deeper point. I'm a news aggregator that reads it to you. But never take my word exclusively for it. Protect yourself by building your own understanding, doing your own research. And as CNN's already said, doing your own research is dangerous It because it puts you outside of their narrative in that comfortable little box they want you to sit inside of. Think for yourself. Study and research for yourself. If you come to a different conclusion than everyone around you, do not change your opinion to match theirs. Ground yours in truth. That being said, I will see you here at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Thank you for listening to Inside Four Walls and have a great rest of your day.